Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. The assassination of Vinton Charlemagne has been stopped. Reginald arrested a dead body before it was revived. Quinny only survived his time as a magical monster with the help of Farthole, and Mrs. Paisley and Butthole were busy hosting the diplomatic event. Will Longadon Geese escape, or will they catch the evil envoy in time? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Time is not your friend, dum-dums. Having successfully foiled uh, the assassination attempt via turn into weird Arkham Asylum (laughs) villain monster potions, uh, you uh, are now uh, desperately trying to get to uh, the envoy from Damara, Longadong Geese, uh, before uh, he he makes his escape, as as told to you by just Diana. Um, you know there are uh, there's more uh, Damarian troops kind of uh, positioned outside the city somewhere, um, and if if he gets away, then then you you will have a difficult time, I think, explaining what what went down tonight. The good news is that uh, Vinton is fine uh, and is fine for Quinny. Yeah. Uh, and maybe <laughs> Farthole and just Diana are going to get married after her incarceration is complete. Uncertain at this point, but, you know, once you've been healed by a, a farting suit of armor, uh, strange things happen. Uh, so, uh, Quinny, you are leaving on Chompy, uh, the Wyvern, to go chase down... Long and on. Technically, he was denied Chompy because that would implicate <gasps> the saw in this adventure. Mm. So he was specifically told no chomps. Oh, you right. You can just fly now. So yes, you were just can. going to fly there, I think. I seem to recall you were going to be airborne while everyone else was stuck on the ground. Uh, I so think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's what we do now. We just but fly, fly, fly. Said, Neo said a chompy. The, he was going to kneel the through the air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm like, am I going to spend an hour on a bus or a streetcar? And Quinny's like, am I going to Neo or Wyvern? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, and Reginald had set off uh, to, to get horses. So that is is where we pick things up. Of course, we will check back in on Mrs. Paisley having just a time in the bar soon. Paisley, but Paisley. we have, yeah, just echoing on the air uh, amidst all yeah. the murder and mayhem. Uh, but it's in, it's the in meantime, her voice because she's like join in. She's she's really I understand, and everyone is doing a good mimic job because honestly, it's very cute when she says it. So everyone yeah. just kind of wants to like get in on on the experience. Thank you. So, uh, Tyler, how how would you like to pursue? Um, you basically want to get back. Uh, you'll remember that uh, Longadon meta narratively was uh, meant to meet up with Bucky at the parade grounds. You're aware of where his. Uh, Quarters are on kind of the diplomat floor of uh, the, the the Black Castle. Uh, you don't know about the Bucky piece because Bucky has been playing it pretty close to the chest um, in his in his role as official greeter and I think unofficial whip, but I don't think he knows he's doing that. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, Tyler, how is uh, how is Quinny going to try and uh, take off after the envoy? Um, I think. Uh, well, I know Reginald and the and the gang were running to 
to catch him too. Where did they say they were going again? We'd been told uh, roughly that Longadon was supposed to meet the assassins outside town or whatever, and then they'd all right. fuck off together. We don't know if that's true because they weren't Featherfall potions, they were monster potions, but Reginald has gone to get horses to follow that lead as like, if he's outside of town, considering it's a shitty burnt down desert with a small ring of, shall we say, a gently baked fruit and vegetables, <laughs> uh, he's planning on taking like a unit of kind of like sending... Vismuth to make sure the prisoner survives and gets delivered, and he'd take some other hammers and just go outside to catch them if they're trying to make an escape. Okay. Um, then, uh, yeah, I guess I would try and uh, catch him. Oh, no, if I if I try to go somewhere solo, I have no way of communicating with anyone remotely, so no one knows where I'm going right now. So I'm going to try and keep up with Reginald and the crew, and then we can split and delegate as needed as we discover new things. Cool. So on foot, currently, I'm going to try and catch up with Reginald and co. Great. I think that's easy enough to do. You really just had kind of like a quick exchange with Minton, yeah. um, and now you're you're uh, off to the races. Uh, this is also, I think, a sound plan, just given how much shit Quinny's been through tonight, because it has been a long long um, yeah. paint night for Quinny. I mean, it's been pretty easy for <laughs> Quinny, but I think Benji's had a rough night. <laughs> not yeah, as, uh, not ben as rough Benji as Benji the... found himself <laughs> when <Yeah>. he killed <laughs> Todwin. 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 <laughs> Todwin the dishwasher. Um, <laughs> beloved character, RIP in peace. Um, so, all right. So, Quinny, you're going to take off after after Reginald the Hammerers. Yeah. Um, that's totally fine. So, Reginald, uh, Quinny, uh, I think probably catches up pretty quickly. You're going, would you be going for the closest horses or going back for the official horses? Because we have established that the Damarian, uh, assassins that we, we've been hanging out with, uh, were stable posing as stable hands. So there may be random horses nearby. Like that's the stables that, that Quinny kept going to, but would Reginald just grab any horse or is it like, I need my horse? Oh no, this is any horse. This is whatever's closest. He's got to make a move. Like this is for the King kind of shit. Um, the previous stables, I think were back near the fairgrounds and a murder was just discovered there. So they might be busy, but no, he's like, they're in a rich neighborhood. Somebody's got some fucking horses. Those just are going to be claimed for this purpose. Okay. Amazing. So, uh, you, yeah, you we established that the even though the uh Vasa spooky house is kind of like up on a little hill, you are in the rich neighborhood um of uh, of Aka. So, yeah, that's totally fine. Uh you make your way up to um you you can kind of hear the the tail tip um of of horses. Uh, oh, I'm imagining horse this expensive. Uh yeah, I'm imagining this even though this is kind of a, a silly comparison as uh, almost like uh the sort of Beverly Hills corner of of uh a car or asgard mm -hmm. i guess where there's just like you know big fences big shrubberies all that sort of stuff uh i guess kind of like a, a roman villa situation but when if a bunch of them were all kind of crammed together so like in rome proper um i mostly know this from uh san andreas so not real beverly hills <laughs> but like what what cj or the plethora of, of gta5 characters would drive around so that kind of like Tight, vaguely hilly, sort of winding road situation, and a lot of wealth out just away from prying eyes. So sure enough, uh, Reginald, you you hear the telltale when you have expensive horses. Um, you see a massive gate uh, with a uh, a wrought iron uh, W, sort of in the center of it, with those big like ten feet shrubberies on either side that just kind of line it to keep keep prying eyes out. 
Great, fuck that gate. He's just going to storm that thing and hit it with a hammer. This is not a time for negotiation. Like, he'll try to open it in that he's hitting it with his shoulder, but hammer and shoulder, fuck this thing. All right, uh, I'm going to need an athletics, please. Absolutely. I'll give you advantage because it's not fighting moving. back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the gate from the Adams family. <laughs> Sadly, no. I mean, good for you that it's not, but sad for me <laughs> in my head. <laughs> that is a 13. Because I rolled 13? very poorly. Yeah. Um, Reginald, you, you slam your shoulder into it, but this oh. is... Oh, yeah, no, that's the athletics. Fuck. Yeah, fuck, sorry. This is the... Uh, this is the Akai, you remember? Uh, just incredibly paranoid rich people. Uh, this thing, it gives, but in a way where it is clearly built to withstand, uh, you know, battering ram impact. Um, and as soon as you do, the, the, as soon as you, you sort of slam your shoulder into it, um, a some kind of enchantment goes off. Uh, the gate immediately lights up with fairy fire. Uh, and little oh. kind of sparks uh, uh, flicker and and uh, switch, and you just hear um, a a voice uh, s- sort of echoing off of the gate in kind of an awkward way because gates are not tremendously acoustically good, uh, as Laura can attest uh, from all the times we tried to record in gates. Um, the uh, <laughs> voice just says, "Hello, you are attempting to breach a good works company gate. That is not a great idea. These are secure for a reason." We would ask that you kindly turn yourself into the local constabulary. That will save the Warren family a lot of difficulty, and they would appreciate it. Sincerely, the Warren family. Great. He's going to take like three steps to the left of the gate to where it's just a fence and be like, all right, Quinny, you're going up. Uh, and he's just going <laughs> to hold out his hands in like a saddle to boost Quinny to talk some over the wall. Quinny, can I get a perception <laughs> or arcana, please? That's a natural one. Let's re-roll that. That's a two. Quinny's no! worst thing. Oh my gosh. Quinny can't do anything that about it too. So much. Uh again, like these dice, these dice do not favor you, sir. I know. I know. Um, uh cool. I mean, what do you say? Perception or arcana? Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> you're not a bard, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, um no. all right, so yeah, the, over. <laughs> yep, seems reasonable. Uh so Quinny, you're you're tossed uh up into the sky, finally getting your Neo moment that we described earlier. <laughs> um only to um uh sort of hit a uh, a, a sparking arcing shield that has has sort of uh arced up and over the uh, the house. It it's not. It doesn't cause you a tremendous amount of pain. It will cause you a dice of my choosing's worth of pain. Um, but it's very clear now that you you see it that it's not just the gate. It's like the entire fence system is is built to uh, protect those inside and to make life difficult for those who attempt to breach it. Because having right, a gate well. that threatens you and uh, is not attached to anything else is. <laughs> That, that's a poor man's game in a car. Um, so, Quinny, that's going to deal eight points of damage uh, as you you comically zap uh, like Tim from Jurassic Park uh, before being blasted off of it uh, into into the night. Uh, Reginald, I need a... Into uh, the night? How far is he going? <laughs> it's meant to repel invaders and he's very small. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Reginald, I'm. Uh, it's it's reverse fastball special time. It's it's 
uh, you know, but, uh, Reginald in the Rye time. Can you catch this this flying boy? Um, I need a probably a dexterity save to be honest to see if you can get out there and 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 catch bodyguard catch Quinny. Dirty twenty. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. How does how, how does that play out, Ryan? <laughs> uh, I think it's just a higher jump than people would think is possible for a guy of his size. Because if you swing a hammer to use that weight and leap at the same time, like it could just give you a little bit more of a lift in the way that he has practiced with his like weirdly gem field musculature over time. So it's just the hammer comes up, he swings it up, and then he releases it, catches Quinny, lands, and then reaches up and catches the hammer as it nice. falls Damn. down next to him. Reginald's got to... Uh try out for the Asgard volleyball team. He's got all the moves. He's got the two hands together low for coming up, and then he's right there with hands up for the block. He's like, That or the cheerleading team. Oh, yeah. Either one, really. All right, so here's our options. We can look for horses somewhere else. uh, Or uh, he looks around. Tom, is there there a carriage we might be able to say, start pushing and ram into a gate? Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I think it's safe to say that there are... Um, given the zombies and the violence there are the, that still really haven't been fully recovered, there are some abandoned vehicles nearby that are very fancy. It'd be safe to say that in the chaos that followed uh, the both like the rise of the the army of the undead and also Lichfall, like a lot of nobles booked it out of town. Like that gap in the wall wasn't just for the uh, the dark spikes. It's like people who were like, oh no, I don't, I, I want to be here. Uh, fucked off. There's still a lot of people who are here, and like you've 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 certainly seen that in terms of the this is mine, this town is mine. Like I will survive. I am a ka. But there are also people who are just like, oh no, now it's time to move to my you know summer property and never winter and that sort of shit. So there's definitely some abandoned um, uh, vehicles around. I will also say that kind of to your instinct there, uh, if this house has this kind of defense, most other ones will too. It'll be a while before you can get horses. You can try a different gate, but it's going to be kind of a Similar or worse situation. So, Rammy, Rammy. All right. So, basically, I can smash a card into this thing and see if we can bust our way through it, unless you got a cleverer idea. Also, we're going to take a, have a little conversation with this Good Works Corporation. Uh, <laughs> I don't care for it. The police and the standing army and hammers need keys to this shit. Otherwise, they don't get to practice bullshit in this town anymore. Yeah. Fucking ow. The security system hurts. Uh, yeah, I go for a cart. Uh, while you do that, I'm just going to try a softer touch here. It might be too little too late on this gate, but let's see what uh, how far I can get us with a lockpick. All right, you get clever, and I'm going to fuck this place up. Uh, and Reginald's <laughs> just going to round up his small group of hammers to just get whichever way, north, south, east, east, west, it doesn't matter to hit this gate, but whatever way is slightly uphill. And they're just going to take a carriage and just fucking put a run into it and just let it ram the last bit on its own. Amazing. So... The squad kind of rapidly pulls the the heaviest, oldest looking, sturdiest looking carriage up uh, up the hill, and uh, they just kind of look to each other and they're like, "Kia on three. Hell yeah, brothers, let's do this!" Uh, and he's just gonna <laughs> one, two. Kia! Kia! <laughs> and um, the, uh, the the carriage starts rolling down the hill. Quinny, uh, let's get that uh, lock pick. Uh, check. So sleight of hand uh, plus your proficiency with advantage. That's better. With advantage? Well, I assume you have infinite thieves tools at this point. You want a quinny, so, you know. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Let's see if I can get this into a nat 20. 
I can't. Anyway. Uh, that's going to be a big old 34 to uh, pick the lock. I rolled cool. A 19. You use up your remaining thieves tools. I never want to hear about this again. Um, yeah. Okay. God, so damn. a 34. Every door unlocks. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, I know I made this joke before it's just the venture brothers open it's just every door um open. so yeah. we'll say uh quinny yeah you you go to you go to pick the lock um as you touch it the the lock pick kind of zaps back in your hand um but you do notice that the shimmer on the gate and you notice this also with your face when your face was pressed against the, the force field <laughs> yeah um it kind of throws energy towards uh whatever's touching it um a little bit like an electric fence and as a result, you're able to kind of quickly ascertain that when the cart hits, you'll have a window to try and unlock it. So you just wait. You see, you hear the key ah well, that has now become so commonplace in the in the uh, the, the Dum Dum Series. The war cry of the hammerers. At That's this point. right. Yeah. I, I like to think that since Farthole arrived, he has been like teaching that. He had been like proselytizing. With. What do you think he keeps yelling as he hammers together his <laughs> yeah. own church that he is I love it. canonically building? Admittedly, he hasn't been teaching it for the several hours worth of religious uh, tirades that have been occurring all day, but he can pick it back up later. Yes, the the uh, the gospel of Farthole continues to spread in in the kiosks of of Asgard. Beautiful. Uh, the sentences um, we say on the show. Yeah. Given the information you provided me just now. And knowing that the cart is on its way to smash the gate where I'm trying to pick this lock, mm -hmm. um, uh, if I'm seeing protective magic kind of just flow to where it's needed at any given moment, uh, instead of uh, waiting for it to smash into the gate where it's going to concentrate all of that and then try to pick the lock after, um, knowing now I've got a range of 120 feet on my Eldritch Blast and I can fire the blast two blasts simultaneously, can I just fire two opposite directions uh, up at the like the dome, like the wall, so sure. that the magic is drawn as far away from the gate as possible to make it a very weak point for this heavy, heavy carriage yeah. to come rolling through. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. So cool. I just I'm there and I just like I I hold the power of my fist. And I'm just going to time it so that when I set off the blast, the magic protects at these two far distant points, and hopefully in the middle, uh, we get enough of a weak spot to bust through. Great. So we can say then that you're you're like the the sleight of hand lock picking check can be used for that i think so okay. for for the timing um so yeah you you fire off your eldritch blasts um you see all the energy coalesce on those uh and sure enough the uh the carriage just slams through the gate and uh just as as the enter as the magic dissipates you you have broken into <laughs> as the um as soon as the the circuit is broken basically the uh it powers off uh you can tell that you know the slightly more expensive version might maintain that enchantment but clearly they did cut some corners um so the gate just you know crashes straight down like it doesn't you know blow apart it just gets knocked in and then falls over um full and uh, all of you are able to uh, to rush fully into the the yard of the Warren estate. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hello, everyone. It's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah. Did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that, you actually get one of my favorite perks. You get access to our patron-only Discord. you got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, And I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. Meanwhile, uh, back at the old campaigner, uh, Mrs. Paisley, you have <laughs> led the most successful paint night uh, in in Aka and nascent Asgard history. This wouldn't be a big achievement, but we have established just how poorly the previous one went. So um, I don't the, know who was running it, but they're probably dead. It's been a bad. It's been a bad few weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, the tavern is is lively. Uh, there is nice. uh, there there's you know um, songs striking up. Um, unfortunately the, the, the folk of Asgard are, are more used to kind of, uh, everything's got a bit of almost a marching song vibe to it. It's a very militaristic, um, art situation. Um, but people are going around, uh, comparing pictures. There's a lot of, uh, of, of like, oh, that's fun. Like, oh, that's how you did the trunks. Oh, I did it differently. Um, 
uh, pitches in an argument with himself over over a technique uh, choice, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. Ever just kind of giving giving him some space to sort through that. Um, the ale is flowing, and generally spirits are high as as people chant uh, paisley, paisley, paisley. Um, at some point, uh, there is a uh, a clinking. Uh, someone gets up on a on a chair and starts uh, like clinking their glass um, for a uh, for silence. Hush, and, hush, hush, hush. And Mrs. Uh, Paisley and is just like quiet as soon downs as Mrs. everyone. Paisley yeah. says it. Everyone <laughs> shuts the fuck up. Mrs. Paisley's talking now, and uh, the uh, uh, the lady on the chair kind of like uh, like almost bows, uh, which is awkward because she's standing on a stool, um, and she uh, just says, uh, "Mrs. Paisley, as the co-owner of this establishment, I I believe I." Oh, you a couple of things. First, your drinks in this establishment will always be on the house for bringing a spark of art back into our lives. It's something I think we've distinctly missed around these parts. Good as we are at the art of war, the art of the heart and the head is slightly different, and I'm very glad to have it back. Oh, oh, a little tear trickles down Mrs. Paisley's cheek. Yeah, and she uh, she kind of like wipes one away herself, uh, and she says, uh, "And second, I've been looking around at all this this revelry and all these wonderful pictures and paintings. I understand they are to be sent to the castle uh, for for King Butthole to uh, to observe, which is which is excellent. That is that is a tremendous honor. Um, but in seeing them held up, I can't help but notice how very plain the walls of the old campaigner are." So on behalf of myself and my beloved patrons here, I would like to commission a mural from you <gasps> for that wall. And she points at this big just and like it's got like axe and sword like notches taken out of it. Clue's been yeah. a lot of fights. Um, it is uh, painted not like a hospital gray because that's real bad for for bars, but like, you know, just the the, the generic kind of like. I need to repaint this constantly to get the blood and, and booze stains out of it, kind of like a, a dark brownish gray. Um, and she says, I've just been using a bucket of this we used to paint the war wagons with to keep this wall somewhat respectable. And it would mean a lot to us, I think, if, if you would reimagine it for, for Asgard. Oh, my. Oh, my dear. Oh, okay. And uh, Mrs. Paisley, she's just wants to kind of usher the woman towards her just to kind of bend down so she could speak to her. Sure. Not yeah, she, everyone all at once. She, she says, go, go back to your revels. The rest of you still pay for drinks. Uh, and then she hops off her stool. Um, and, uh, and down to, you can tell that, um, she's a, uh, she, she's like, a a stout, uh, dwarven lady. Um, clearly a, a former fighter. Um, yeah. she's got like her hair is, is long and kind of scraggly. She's got like a, like a proper, um, like just mane of, of gray black hair. But mm-hmm. under that you can see like there's a divot kind of like through her scalp that's healed over. Um, she's got like just a, a, a patchwork of, of, um, scars across her face, um, a bit of a split lip. Um, but again, like, like old as leather kind of face, like just really worn uh, has been around carries herself like she should be wearing armor. So she's actually kind of light on her feet. Um, she's wearing a uh, sort of a, a light 
a fairly light outfit um, mm-hmm. to to kind of like run around and and uh, glad hand. So somewhere between kind of basically what you think a warrior would think and the fanciest thing a warrior would buy. So okay. this is the equ- equivalent of her one collared shirt, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, wearing a skirt with like just bandoliers, like she's got a, a Final Fantasy worth of of, of crossed belts. Um, lots of pockets, lots of tankards hanging off it. Um, bar rags, also just like a variety of money belts for making change for folks. Uh, and uh, you hear her kind of clank as she jumps down, uh, and you can see she's got a um, a spring loaded um, uh, artificial leg uh, on her oh. her left leg uh, that she kind of like lands the weight on and then drops onto her uh, her other leg. Okay. Um, and uh, she just uh, she she kind of moves over to you um, and uh, and leans down. What's your name, dear? Oh, my, uh, they, they call me Vasquez. Vasquez. I had a first name a long time ago, but, uh, well, you know, once you've served in enough units, first names don't matter so much anymore. It just kind of becomes last names. That's great. Vasquez, Vasquez it is. Uh, I had an idea, but I wanted to run it by you first. Mm. This paint night has unexpectedly been a very successful community building exercise yeah and since folks love to blow off steam here and enjoy fun times i thought maybe if you're going to commission a mural perhaps i design the overall kind of the overall vibe and let all of the regular customers contribute in their own way Mm. what do you say so overseen you mean, by me, of course. Right. So when they when the next blood gets spilt on the wall, we just kind of leave that as as like it, it's just a happy little cloud, but blood is that or you know if a stray tooth gets lodged no, in it I, like that's I mean just that a fun to, acorn made of bone, you know that kind I, I of thing. I mean that every everyone paints. Oh. Yes. Oh. So like uh, a living paint night. Or some yes. kind of paint fortnight, perhaps, or or paint month, or some kind of extended paint event where people yes. can just kind of interest. So we wait, make well, a weekend of it. Okay, if so you paint have weekend. weekends here. I don't know the general. Uh, I mean, you'd have to talk to the king. I mean, we we kind of stopped caring about days when when the undead were here. Uh, Look, we'll get two days, two days where people are generally resting and doing their own things, and anyone who wants to join can come and contribute to the mural. Is, is there something that something that would mean something to you or would mean something to everyone that I can I can kind of think about how to, you know, give it an overall vibe that's, you know, kind of like, hey, all you who made it through a car are great, but this is Asgard now and you're part of this and we're all going to get through this. And uh, 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 mm. I mean, I think the best day for... That most folks can remember for a car um, back when, you know, we were still kind of doing our thing was uh, our victory over the planteers. Uh, they, uh, those, and she leans in closer Ooh. and she's like, I don't know if you've ever had to fight wizards. Well, look, but- I mean, it seems like largely the whole continent is fighting the, camp- the planteers and well, Why don't we have a little fuck the planteers day and I'll paint uh, that kind of that kind of vibe. 
Fuck the Planteers Day. I could run a promotion on wings for fucking the Planteers up. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I think I can work with that. We'll we'll put together a specialty cocktail. Um, I understand people drink those. Do people drink those? Uh, realistically, I've only really been selling uh, wine and and uh, rum uh, from uh, well, when that Uncle Jim Jim's franchise closed. There was a lot of uh, excess there. I would say that. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but mixology, which is kind of the art of mixing different liquors and bitters and flavors together. Oh, oh yeah, I've worked with some alchemists yes. who mixed grenades and things from potions. You're saying we mix explosive flavors? Uh, uh, explosive to the palate. Yeah. Not to not in a blasting fire way, but yes, no. I was just thinking it's a lot like paint night. You know, there are certain rules to art. There's a certain general flavor profile you want. But then you can put your own spin on it. Mrs. This Paisley. is the old campaigner. You mm -hmm. have a certain vibe in Asgard that mm -hmm. nowhere else in the world has. That is Go true. Go with that. Put your own spin on it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. So a weekend where everyone can contribute. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it about uh, defeating the planteers one way or another, you know, the glories of the past, but also the, the glories of the future, I guess. We can burn, we can show us burning those stupid crops and going, yeah, fuck your food, Captain Plantier. Um, that'll, that'll teach him. Um, Maybe it can be a mural on one end. It can start with burning the crops uh -huh. and then, and then it can move on towards saving the crops because the crops themselves were actually bad. And then <laughs> I can move on. Then there can be a little place in the middle that isn't quite, we're not quite sure what's going to happen, but then to the, <laughs> at the furthest on the right, we're growing our own crops and we're celebrating and we're all well Wait, fed. But how does that fuck over the planeteers if we can just eat stuff? Well, it's it's going. There's going to be a part in the middle where the planteers oh, get fucked over. I see, but that I, hasn't been determined by future history yet. Okay, I see, I see. So you're going to get that uh, that sheriff who seems to control nature, and then she's going to make deadly crops like the famous stage play villain Poison Ivy, <laughs> and we could use those to kill the planteers, and then their corpses will provide the the necessary. Well, um, uh, a growth potential for the plant. The plants will grow out of their bodies. They'll be the fertilizer, uh, and then we can eat the plants. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's paint night. Exactly. Listen, Mrs. Paisley, I don't know what else you do around here, but I would like to hire you to be a, a standing consultant here at the old campaigner. What's your going rate? And at that, we'll cut back to... Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that the literal plan or pitch was burn our own crops, question mark, profit is so good. 
I can't yeah, believe how seamlessly that got worked in. <laughs> just just That's, underpants oh, gnoming just it. And, so we're gonna, and we're not even going to paint the middle part on the wall. We're just going to celebrate the victory <laughs> over them and acknowledge <laughs> that right now is very bad. It's yeah, future that, yeah. history. Yeah, it can it's just be future history. It's like the actual as well. bar and the stairs. There's no wall there. It's like, that's cool. That's, uh, it hasn't been determined yet by future history. <laughs> We know what it'll be the like of eventually. Today. But between now and then, not sure. <laughs> the important thing is we like it, though, and we That's want so good. it. Oh, my God. I want love it. it. Um, so funny. So uh, you have stormed uh, the Hammers, Reginald, and Quinny. Uh, you have stormed onto the, uh, the Warren estate. Uh, looking for horses. Their, their stable is, is very clear. It is the equivalent of like a five-car garage. Um, and uh, there are uh, stable hands who have who've kind of rushed around in front uh, and have, uh, have sort of pikes that they've lowered towards you. Um, and uh, there's three of them. Uh, they look like gangly teenagers, uh, sort of uh, in a, a valet at a mid-level hotel vibe. Uh, and uh, the first one just says, Halt in the name of the Warrens or we'll get you with our staves. You stay away from the Warren horses. Stand aside in the name of the king or prepare to be arrested and have this entire house claimed by royalty. Best case scenario for you, by the way. N- nice try, thieves, but we, we're wise to your ways. Listen uh, up, you little shits. I have a flaming <laughs> hammer, and I will make you into fucking goo if you don't give me those horses. I don't know what you're making today, but I guarantee you it's not enough to die. You roll an intimidation check at <laughs> can advantage because you're can not I lying. Help? Yeah, okay, no, advantage is great already, yeah. <laughs> That's a 26. Hell yeah. Sir, you make some valid points. Um, if anyone asks, can you please uh, say... He's already just shoving yeah, I know. Aside. They're, they're, <laughs> they're out of the way. They're speech. just like, if it's not too much trouble, can you please tell the Warren family we fought you real hard? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors open, guys. Why don't you go go out that way? Um, punch each other in the face one or two times, you know, and then uh, come up with a story, all of you together, okay? Hey, uh, okay. I think that guy's the minister of culture. And they like go outside and just start throwing fists. Recognize it, me? Okay. It's just like weak fight club out there. Uh, it's a lot of like, I'm going to slap you as hard as I can. Um, and uh, you, uh, you you managed to mount up your horses. Uh, Reginald, these horses are sufficient. They aren't, uh, they aren't, you know, the best, but they're not the worst by any stretch. Um, I ha- will, however, need an animal handling uh, from you and Quinny to see just how how well you manage these. Although, Quinny, I should ask, are you riding you got, you got are you riding your own horse or are you hopping on someone else's? I was gonna hop on to Reginald's because I assume my weight is negligible for a horse, but yeah, uh, yeah. Would, you, are... would Reginald be fine with Quinny kind of hitching around? Oh, yeah, Reginald with him? wouldn't care. Okay. Um I would also like to then activate my beast speech, my free speak with animals spell as a warlock and just be like, uh, hey, uh, look, uh uh, you guys want you guys want some oats after this or something like that? What, what, what can we get for you to kind of just make all this work nice and easy? We need to get somewhere fast, and we hear you guys are fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're fast, all right. That's what, that's what all of them say. And the Warrens, they never gave us a chance to prove it, but we're very fast. I mean, this is the night. Tonight's your night. You can prove it. We got to get somewhere oats. fast. I mean, what do you want? Name it. Oh, Name a delicious treat. I want oats to go fast. Whoa, hang on. And one of them just like... 
the ghost's like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. You, like, like, doesn't Joss, because they're doing a job. Like, they're, yeah. they're still horsing. They're, like, yeah. going to full, full tilt. The other yeah. one's like, uh, did you say apples? You're saying you can hook, you can hook us up with some apples? Sure, yeah. I, I can get each individual one of you horses a food of your choice, whatever you want. Okay, but, like, which of us has to die for that? Because my understanding is, like, someone's got to die so the rest of us know, you know, what the pecking order is. You're going to love this. Nobody has to die. Just say a food right Shut now. Shut the fuck up. What? No, say a food. I'm getting, like, Quinny's getting upset now. I'm just like, <laughs> a food. <laughs> Pick oats, something. Oats. Oats? oats. Okay. Oats. Great. Good. I don't know many oats. foods. I've only ever seen oats and apples. That's all right. You oats like oats over apples? apples? Oats are for you. You you get oats. But you gotta do a good job. You gotta you gotta carry us to where we need to go and quick. All right. Uh perfect. Yeah, Trevor, you take <laughs> over. Uh all right, yeah, we're gonna try. Um we've never actually gotten to go fast before. We normally go to like a little canter with rich folks on our backs, but we, we can give it we can give it a go if oats are involved. Okay, and back to comic when he's just like Reginald, these horses have never galloped before, just a heads up. Well, <laughs> these are like to show horses. Uh, you hang on to me, I'll hang on to them, and butthole help us all. <laughs> all right. Uh, I need a, an animal handling Reginald at advantage because Quinny's uh, provided some good motivation. Uh, I would recommend you roll high because I've rolled for the horse's <laughs> natural abilities. And it would seem that uh, my dice and Tyler's Ten. dice are good friends. Ten. Ten. <laughs> All right. Um, I have minus okay. one to animal handling. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So uh, <laughs> you take off on Trevor, and uh, there's just like it, it's a little bit of the Bambi on the ice thing where just like hooves are kind of slip sliding everywhere oh God. As, as the horse like tries to take corners too fast. Um, and, uh, like this, this Trevor is clearly one of the opponents, uh, from an early scene in a fast and furious movie where they talk a tremendously big game and then just get immediately smoked by like all the name brand characters. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Trevor's like going fast as fast as Trevor can. Um, but not, uh, not at the speed you would, you would hope that said you do have a horse and you are making better time than you would on foot. Um, your plan is to head out of town, I believe, uh, Reginald. Uh, from what, yeah, from what he'd been told, it was that Longadon was planning on meeting the assassins outside of town and then, like, getting the fuck out of Dodge with them. He would assume that part of the plan seems accurate. The assassins getting to join him does not seem accurate, but him being outside of town and booking it, eh, that checks out. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you are doing a only okay to bad job of that, but off you go. Meanwhile, Butthole, you are still back at the parade grounds, uh, and you find yourself in the deeply uncomfortable position of not being able to assist with anything or know anything. Um, the uh, the dance circles seem to have gone well. Uh, the fireworks display went well. You've had absolutely no word back yet about the assassination attempt of... Uh, uh, Good. <laughs> yeah. Keep things chill. Doesn't need to know. Um, what uh, what would Butthole be doing now? Like this, this is fucking glad handing. He's got mm. the Lord's Alliance here. Like he needs the approval from them and from Oversword. I think Primrose Everhart. Yeah. Like this is the event where it's like, how did it land? They've seen the event now. He knows what's going on. If they're pleased with the cultural stuff, if they're pleased with those reveals, like he's got 
the he can talk up the rights of you know the charter of future freedoms and how it's going to be put on the castle but the big thing is just he knows he needs somebody to vouch for him it was the third thing on the list and like can he get anybody here as like a local to back him or what does he need so I will say based on what they told you, um, no one here can just give you that because otherwise someone like Bluebeard could actually just vouch for you. Uh, yeah, so, he knows it's got to be a local, so it's iffier, yeah. Oh, well, it's got to be a neighbor, like a, a neighboring nation. And just an envoy saying cool is also not quite enough because they could have just bribed you. So you will likely need to go help someone uh, in order to kind of earn that that little attaboy, but um, I think in the meantime, checking in on on kind of how it's being received makes sense. So, uh, yeah, you can go talk to um, uh, Primrose if you want. Uh, is that who you'd want to talk to? Uh, I think of all the people, Primrose is the one with the fucking army outside. So, yeah, it feels like <laughs> get t- testing the waters there is pretty good. He knows the Lord's Alliance is interested, so it's, it's much more a question of neighbors. Great. All right. Um, so you make your way over and uh, you find her with uh, the uh, like obviously a an honor guard of uh, purple dragons um, kind of like around her. She isn't you know like um, the Felthane showed up. Very, I mean, admittedly, she's also back on Quinny, so that may have changed things a little bit. But like, showed up in full armor, but like put on a dress over it and like made made slight nods to like this is an event. Um, Everheart has not done that at all. She is fully just in her knight armor, um, very like utilitarian, kind of like essentially like a almost a folding chair or stool that you would bring like mm-hmm. alongside a horse. Um, all of her her honor guard are kind of like at attention, um, and uh, she's only drinking water. Um, how would you want to approach her? She's uh, observing things. She's kind of unreadable at this distance, but also uh, I'm curious because I know how Butthole tends to do this, but I don't know how King Butthole tends to do this. So how would I- you approach Primrose. Less kicking, but more the same thing. Like, just an approach. She's here as a guest. Like, it is his kingdom, so there can't be a whole lot of, like, kowtowing to guards or shit like that. Like, she's the spokesperson of her queen, I think. Let me double yes. check that. Yeah. Yeah, she's the spokesperson of her queen. So, that's his relative equal. Still his lesser in, like, terms of royalty. Not that he'd enjoy any of this, but he's been trained in all this shit. But, like, he doesn't really, like, talk to her security, and he's damn well not afraid of them. Uh, So it's just kind of approaching to go chat very cordially. He likes that she's in armor. This isn't isn't a big big fucking thing. He's worn armor to everything in his whole life, and he's never knelt to anybody. That's Mm -hmm. like, he's a cleric. He's not doing that shit, so... So as soon as you approach, she uh, notices you and, and stands and kind of nods to her her guards who get out of the way but also, like, reform to be facing you. So if it's, like, a little – if it was a block unit facing out, uh, you know, in, in Warhammer Fantasy terms, they, like, turned 30 degrees, spending a quarter of their movement to do so. Um, they've just basically re – you are now the threat, um, the potential threat. And she doesn't react that way, but you can tell they're they're – Professionals, and honestly, like I don't think that phases you at all. This is very gray water shit. Like. No, and he'd walk slow enough to allow them to do it without it being a problem or without it seeming. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Rude. And they're not, like, you know, they're not. Swords aren't coming out. They're not like pulling their guns. It's just like, oh, okay. There's literally like one of the people we're scared of is here now. So we we will turn to face you. Um, and uh, uh, Primrose uh, says, ah, yes, uh, King Battle. Pleasure to to see you. Congratulations on your uh, 
Well, on all of this, I suppose, this is a very strange thing to see in this region. And uh, there's just a hint of a smile as she kind of looks at the sky and she says, to be quite honest, I uh, wasn't sure we'd ever see fireworks above a car that weren't uh, magical in nature or, or somehow destructive. And yet you've turned war magic into something rather lovely. That's strange, but pleasant. Thank you for saying so. Uh, having grown up here, being called, I think, strange and nice were constant insults thrown my way, but it's nice that I spent some time away, saw the world, came back, and I'm able to institute some of the changes. Nothing's ever perfect, but it seems like it's a hell of a lot better than it was. Um, can you roll me a... Hmm. You can tell that she's on the verge of saying something. She's got something on the tip of her tongue, but she isn't saying it. What do you think Butthole would do to try and get that out of her? I would say like a persuasion check. You look like you've got something on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> something you, Something's just holding you back. <laughs> you should pray to Moonhead. That'll sort you out right quick. Listen. You shouldn't hold that stuff in. How would you like to be the quartermaster of my army? <laughs> yeah. um, I've heard you know a lot about horse armor. Um, <laughs> I think I think persuasion would be his thing, where he'd just be like, I, I want you to know that you're free to speak freely, either as the representative of your nation or even as an individual. I'm not going to hold that against you. Now is a time for change and for learning, and if people aren't honest with each other, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get anything done here that's productive. All right, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, a... <laughs> Roll a d20. Roll a d20. You know that thing we do yep. all day, every day? It's the only yep. real mechanic Roll in the system. Roll an ability please do check, please. And I think he's going to fart quietly within his armor to guidance himself to try to help this because it feels important. And thank God he did. That's uh, 21. God damn. But it would have been a 17. Um, she uh, she doesn't acknowledge what you said, but she, she does uh, seem to kind of nod uh, to herself, um, you catch just a, a, a slight furrowing of her brow, uh, as though she smelt something on the wind, uh, unpleasant and yet it does seem convinced. So, you know, Moonhammer doing, doing her thing, uh, or, you know, the butt hammer doing his thing. Correct. Uh, it depends. Um, depends on your dimension. She, yeah. She says, um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, a long time ago, I went on a hunting trip, uh, not for sustenance, not for, for, for food, but as a, uh, a manner of sport uh, and improving one's prowess. Uh, this was far from Cormier. I was eager to make uh, a good impression on our hosts. And we took to the woods and went uh, bow hunting. Um, and there was a deer that we managed to track. We tracked them over several hours, and I could not wait. My fingers were tingling with the uh, anticipation of pulling the bowstring taut and releasing the arrow. And when the time came, we found a, a perfect blind to hide in, and sure enough, our, our quarry stepped out, and I drew back the arrow... And it was one of those moments where you could almost see ahead, see into the future, and I'm aware that given your particular brand of powers, perhaps that's something you can do or, or someone in your, your team can do. My powers are merely those of the mind and the blade, so I, I have no foresight, but I could almost see how this arrow would fly. I could see how it would hit. I could imagine the whole thing in my mind. And as I did so, I looked at this creature that was 
eating berries, simply eating berries quietly, minding its own business. And the only thought in my mind as I loosed the arrow wasn't of the glory, wasn't of how much this would raise the, my esteem with those I'd come with or how much could assist Cormier. It was instead of how beautiful this creature was, simply minding its own business. And when I saw the arrow pierce its heart at distance, I saw what I had imagined come true. My shot was true. It was perfect. If it had been planned or foreseen by one with magical abilities, it could not have been a better shot. And as I was clapped on the back and and applauded, I I couldn't take any joy in it because all I could think was that this beautiful thing had been destroyed by me. Looking around at all of this, these first baby steps of a nation you're taking, all I can think is that if you had not come out to meet me when you did, if you had not said what you did, if you had not made the promises you did, this nation would be as dead as that deer, and all of this joy and artistry growing from the corpse of something truly evil would never have come to be. I can't say how this will all shake out, King Farge, but I will say that this is something rather beautiful and rather special. You've given me cause to think. And she just kind of, like, nods to you, uh, seemingly lost in thought. Out of tragedy, great things can grow. That's what I believe deep in my heart, and it's what has been proven time and time again. If I had not come out to speak to you, perhaps this moment would not have happened. And if you had not loosed that arrow, and that deer had not died, and taught you that tragic lesson... Maybe if I had come out, things would have proceeded anyways. The future is an unsure thing, just like our memories of the past just kind of float around and become weird shit over time. And she kind of like chuckles at that and says, the amount of banners I've seen of past events that people just drag forward, it's astonishing. (laughs) But I will say, like what you said here is probably the most honest thing I've heard from anybody in days. Just know that you're welcome to visit. There'll be a place for you here. And feel free to show up and tell me I shot a deer I shouldn't have shot. Because at least from you, I know it's going to be straightforward and honest and make sense. And if you got your own interests, it feels like you'll tell me. And that's really all I'm looking for here, because that's an actual partnership. Otherwise, we're all just dancing around each other and saying what people want to hear and waiting to get knives in each other's backs. I feel like you're a knife-in-the-front person, and I feel like it has to be a justified knife. That's how I would like to live in this space. Uh, and she uh, she has legitimately chuckled two or three times over the course of this and says, uh, Generally speaking, I have not had the best experiences in dealing with folks from the Sword Coast. A lot of entitlement, a lot of expectation. Very few speak as plainly as you, and I must say, Cormier would welcome such good neighbors, King Farge. That said, I fear my hand is still on the bowstring at this point, and it is pulled rather taut. And though I am observing something of beauty, something that I would wish to visit if it were still here. 
I'm not quite certain yet whether or not I will loose the arrow at your heart. But yes, if it does come, it will be clean and it will be honest. And it will be an army at your gate, so you will very much see it coming, and I'm sure you will defend yourself accordingly, which we expect, although hope that any collateral damage can be reduced. And I've also had heard a lot of promises over time, and this is diplomacy, so we go from the carrot to the stick, and I understand this nature of this, and I don't blame you for it, even though I wish it wasn't happening. We're going to have to work our way forwards. We're going to have to negotiate these things. Well... This is the knife in the front piece, which is simply, though I no longer desire the destruction of Asgard, the crimes of Aka must still be held to account. Yep. But honestly, this has been a refreshing evening, my lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for what you're trying to do here. I sincerely hope that there is an Asgard for me to visit in more pleasant circumstances one day. I hope so, too. And... As a parting piece of advice, because I like you. You seem good. It seems like you're from a good place. You seem very reasonable. Sometimes a deer is just a deer. And sometimes dragons can cast polymorph on themselves. So be careful what you do with bows. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grand chicken in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. Grab I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. We'll look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight, available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.